Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world, and welcome back. I am thrilled to be here. I've just come back from a two week vacation, and it was wonderful. And I got sick, but it was wonderful. <laughs> What do you choose to focus on? Because let me tell you, I'm focusing on St. Lucia's beach, beaches that I cannot wait to get back to. Antigua as well was wonderful. I unfortunately developed bronchitis on the boat and uh, <clears throat> should have seen the doctor a few days earlier than I did. Uh, however, we, we motored through. I spent a day in bed. Luckily, it was a rainy day on the island, on an island I'd been to before, Grenada. So my husband went out, picked up the nutmegs and all the spices I wanted, but I literally just slept in bed for the entire day. And uh, after that, managed things, missed a couple of dinners because I, there was no way I was missing going to the next islands. Once the sun was out and we're hitting beaches, we're snorkeling. Yeah, sorry, it's got to get done. But then, of course, it just crashed me. I loved it. 11 days, so much better than seven on the boat. You feel, you truly feel relaxed because the first few days you kind of get settled. And the last two days were, were sea days after we'd seen all these islands. So again, we're just by the pool, having a couple cocktails, enjoying our friends. Uh, it was just lovely. It was just absolutely lovely. But we were also in a smaller boat, which we, I loved. We've been doing the Oasis class, these six, you know, six and a half thousand people boats that are floating hotels, resorts. And we were on one of the Radiance class with uh, Royal Caribbean called the Serenade of the Seas. It has been updated and it was absolutely fantastic. I would go back on that boat again in a heartbeat. In fact, we're going to switch from the fall to the spring cruising. We're finding that in the fall, we enjoy our lives in where we live. We enjoy Halloween. We enjoy Christmas. Um, our summers usually give us a really nice September. Didn't this year, but they normally do. I'm really not desperate for a vacation that time of the year. In fact, in the old days, uh, before I got sick with my fibro, uh, September was always our time in Vegas because it was our anniversary and we always celebrated our anniversary there. So I think we're going to go back to that and we're going to wait 18 months and start cruising in the spring because where I live, <laughs> January to April, it's just dark, dreary and raining. And by, you know, it's tax season for me and my other business and uh, which is winding down. But, you know, I'm still active in my accounting business part time. And that season is crazy. That's when I need the break. So we're going to we're going to try some new things. Uh, one of the options, though, is going on a slightly one size again, smaller boat for the next cruise we want to do into a different area of the Caribbean or perhaps even the Panama Canal. And. I'm thinking, hmm, could that be a little too small? But 11 days was wonderful, but you meet people. This was what was spectacular. You meet people. So we came back with some friends we made in Florida that we've already kept in touch with and we will keep in touch with them. You just see people on the boat. I love going down to the casino. Excuse me. Sorry about that, guys, for $2 mimosas. 
because I don't do a drink package. I could never justify it. I do not, I don't do not drink that way. I can't with my illness. And I think it would just be temptation to overdo it. And with, especially with 11 days, I need to stay healthy. And I want to talk about that because, you know, I've talked a lot about this fall, about going through a lot of the high functioning habits. And uh, this cruise really, really solidified some things for me. Um, the drinking was totally under control. Haven't been able to handle hard stuff now for the last few months. So I just stuck to the champagne and the wine had a couple of rum punches on one of the islands, no big deal, but really just managed it and slept well. It's unfortunate I got sick. It, it just is part of my deal. I have a compromised immune system, so traveling and the stress of getting out the door usually creates a bit of an adrenaline rush and then it, I crash and then, you know, unfortunately it is what it is. But that's not what I wanted to focus on. I mean, I had bronchitis for crying out loud, but luckily with 11 days, one day in bed, did not ruin my vacation. Missing two dinners did not ruin my vacation. You know, I had nine others. So it was a really wonderful experience. I just saw new islands. I love St. Lucia, by the way. Uh, their water is like a bathtub and they're one of their big inlets where they tend to take people right out of the gate off the boat. It's about 10 minutes away. Just spectacular. We were treated brilliantly. Uh, I was sick that day. It was like kind of the day or two after Grenada where I had spent the day in bed and I was still, the chest now had gotten super heavy. The antibiotics were just getting started. And uh, this lady at, um, her name was Wendy, uh, at St. Lucia, she was making me these cold remedies. So it was double proof rum, uh, honey, and two limes just all squished and muddled together. It was killer strong. But let me tell you, a couple of those, and I got to say, my day was great. <laughs> Cleared my chest up for a few hours. Of course, gave me a little bit of a buzz drinking double strength rum. It was killer. But I got to tell you, she was just amazing, just amazing. Um, so yeah, you know, you just got to give credit and just be grateful when the universe just says, here, you've got this, but I've got this for you. And uh, just made my day. It was one of our best days. My sickest day out and about, but my one of my best days and best memories. So there was just so much about this particular vacation that was wonderful. There were some things that were a struggle. Uh, arranging six people's schedules and likes and everything can always be a little challenging. I think because we were all fighting colds heading out and it had been kind of a stressful week, my husband was really struggling this year and was thinking, you know, do we still want to travel with friends? I'm thinking, are you kidding me? You need a playmate. Which he recognized a few days later, but we had, we just had some settling in uh, pains this time. And again, the nice thing was we went a day early and it was an 11 day cruise. So you know what? That all passed. We had this amazing week and then we had this relaxation and came home super sick. Um, I'm at the end of it. I, I just, I pushed my body even though I was, you know, on medication. I saw the doctor on the ship finally. They got me really settled in. It was wonderful. Wow. I, I've got to say. For a couple hundred bucks, please, if you're sick on a cruise ship, do not hesitate. Especially if you've got extended health, you're going to claim it back anyways. But for 250 bucks, I went and saw a doctor. He was able to tell me that my chest was clearing up. Gave me a five-day round of proper antibiotics. I only had amoxicillin with me. Gave me an injection to help steroid to clear my lungs so I could enjoy my last three days of the cruise. And NyQuil <laughs> so I could sleep and not hack up a lung. Um... One of the things I, don't, I didn't realize on a, on a cruise ship was all the medicines, even over the counter, are in the doctor's office, not in the little stores up front. So I'm living on Ricola, you know, cough drops one night because I could not breathe. And my, it just was just, you know, sore throat and couldn't breathe. 
and uh, and everything I needed was downstairs on deck two. Anyways, you live to learn. Uh, but please do not suffer. It's for a couple hundred dollars. Your drink package alone probably cost you close to seven hundred if you're if you're a cruiser. Go get the help. It made all the difference to the last few days of my cruise and coming home because I came home with the antibiotics kicking, you know, whatever. But just pushing my body and my husband was fighting the cold of cold already. He came home super sick. I came home and slept for 24 hours straight. I have no memory of the Saturday. Sunday we rested, Monday, and then back to work on Tuesday. Just did it, you know, it is what it is. Would I change that? No. But what we're getting better at, and, and this year we were definitely putting things into practice. And I know I'm telling you about my experience of my vacation. What I want you to do is kind of look at your life and say, are you doing what you need to do to adapt? Are you changing things up? Um, are you clinging on to limiting beliefs? Because if I clung and behaved the way I did five years ago, I would have come home with this vacation with a lot of regret. And let's face it, that's what this podcast is about, not living in regret. Where instead I can focus on this amazing woman that looked after me on the beach. I had two of the best snorkeling days I've had in a numerous years. It was wonderful, including it was absolutely dorky. The boys took us out on this boat for 20 bucks. We got what I call the Caribbean snow job. Some guy came up to us on the, but we knew this was going to happen. We had done an excursion that morning to the caves in Barbados and um, you could add on snorkeling for 20 bucks down the road. And we just, we got there and realized, oh my goodness, I'd already read the reviews. It was just the whole harbor's full of boats. There's white sand as far as you can see. So I'm thinking, where's the fish in the, in the turtles? Because quite honestly, they need areas to disappear into and to feed off of the fish, especially that's why reefs are so fabulous. Um, anything with a rock formation and the fish will just glom there and, and feed the, off the algae. Anyway, so the, the boys bought into this line. This guy comes up and goes, you know what? The boat's empty. Do you want to go out for 20 bucks for an hour? Um, and we said, sure. Oh my goodness. His version of an empty boat and ours, they were not the same thing. It was one of these, you know, party skiff boats full of people. The music's blaring. My girlfriend almost lost her mind because we were just looking. We just thought, hey, you know what? 80 bucks. The guy just wants to put people on his boat. We assumed it was a smaller boat. Sure, we'll go snorkeling for an hour. Um, Yeah, not quite how that turned out. However, what did happen is I went off the side of the boat. Couldn't see a turtle to save my life. I was getting back on the boat and my friends are all yelling at me over the bow going, because they were waiting for me to come above water. They're like, can't you see that turtle? And I guess I was turning in circles and the turtle was following me. So, <laughs> so I just did a quick 180 in the water and there he was right in my face. This little teeny cute guy covered in yellow and, and green markings. He was so cute. And he just swam with me for about five minutes. It was spectacular. So a turtle. For 20 bucks, I got a turtle. Uh, there was also a sunken vessel on Barbados, which has a bit of a story where, um, I know I'm on a little segue here. Uh, in the Second World War, a bunch of guys from, I don't even remember what country they were from, they sunk the boat on purpose in order to get stranded on the island because they didn't want to go back to war. Can't blame them. Anyways, this whole story is part of the history of the bay here in Barbados. It's just, it's just hysterical. And this actually truly was a proper little bit of a boat. It wasn't huge, but it was a, a military boat. Whereas I did this once on another island, I think it was St. Thomas, and literally someone had sunk a skiff. It's like, really? No, this actually was a ship at some point, a small one, but a, a, an actual naval vehicle, a vessel. And the nice thing was, again, like I mentioned, all the sand, that became like a living reef for the fish. So when I was finished with my turtle and he, he deserted me, off I went to this little shipwreck. And oh my goodness, I have not seen variety like that in a while. And at least that day I remember to pack my banana because a tropical fish love to eat bananas and they'll come and eat it right out of your hand. 
So Keith and I, you know, we just got this half an hour of just this, that memory is stuck with me. Um, my husband's got me one of those full face mask things. You see them all over Facebook where there's no snorkel in my mouth. It's a full mask and I breathe. Little tough to get used to, but once you're used to it, I would never give it up. Oh, ever. You, they don't fog up as much. Your breathing's easier. Um, now I'm breathing with bronchitis in the water. So luckily we weren't, we weren't scuba. We were just snorkeling, but at least I, you know, had the ability to breathe heavily through my mouth and not have to not do what I want to do. Like I want, I want those memories just like I don't regret coming home sick. I'm not, the vacation was amazing. I'm going to focus on the people I met. My husband was a dancing fool this vacation, which was thoroughly enjoyable. Um, plus he kept everyone else entertained, all my girlfriends, even the nights I was sick. And we met some, a, a neat couple we're going to keep in touch with. And we met just some amazing other people that, you know, you just, in a smaller boat, you see them around. We were on the Serenade of the Seas this time, not the big Oasis class. And so like less than half the people... I would don't think I'd ever want to go back, but my husband's like, no, I kind of like the floating hotel. You know what? We'll do the cheap and ch uh, quick and cheerful one again for him in a few years. But these smaller boats are definitely my cup of tea. Excuse me, my cup of tea. You can also find people on the boat. It's, it's not so big that I've, I've lost them without Wi-Fi. You know, there's three places my husband's going to be, the room, the pool, uh, and, uh, the bar, which is right by the casino. So it's like one walk and I can see everybody. Fabulous. Anyways, enough gushing about that. So... All of these things just for me were have the experience and, and, and adjust. We're going to start um, actually cruising in the spring in, in a year and a half. We're going to move things around. Uh, going to go back to Vegas this spring and then we'll wait a year because the fall is actually a nice time in our lives, really. It's Halloween. We usually get a late summer here in the Pacific Northwest and Christmas is my season and I'm tired of coming home sick and tired and not wanting to decorate for Christmas because my cruise took it all out of me. So let's go cruising in the spring when it's dark at four o'clock and we've had four months of rain. Yes, spring on the Bahamas then. So all of these things were just sort of fabulous, met fabulous people, uh, got taken care of, were with great friends. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. So then I come back and go right into coaching and my coach is obviously my two weeks off, gave him time to say, and you need to take the next step no more lollygagging around. Let's move on. It was like, whoo, okay. So life has got to keep moving forward. And I really needed that because I'm not going to lie. As much as I'm speaking very positively about my experience, that weekend after coming home was tough. It was tough to admit that why do I always have, you know, this is that little voice. Why do I always have to come home sick? Why do I always have to go through this? You know what? Until something changes and I find something new that's going to help me, this is my life and I'm going to live it to the highest functioning I can and resting and being sick often after a huge endeavor is just part of the gig. Now I did this 11 day cruise because I, I, if you were listening to my podcast, I mentioned that last year we went for two weeks for the first time and we did a, a second week in our timeshare and that didn't work for me. Being on the boat for seven days, go, 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 packing, unpacking. I got sick on that second week and honest two days out of that seven and really it's only five with comings and goings were wasted um I couldn't walk around universal I had to be in a cart which was a little bit embarrassing but you know what I'm not going to miss the experience just because I think sitting in a cart's embarrassing nope gonna rent the cart gonna have the experience um 
So yeah, we thought maybe it would be easier on me just to be on in one location. And in some aspects, it truly was. It was much easier. Same bed, same, you know, da-da-da. That routine was helpful. I went already fighting a cold, so it's not surprising I got sick. But this worked, so I made some changes. Now we're going to make some changes for date times and say, you know what? At this point in our life, we don't like the spring. We need a break. Let's Let's travel then. I'd love to do the Mediterranean, but honestly, again, we're looking at our lives going June to September are our best years, best months in the Pacific Northwest, and those are the best months in the Mediterranean. Am I willing to give up what I wait around all year for in, in my own life to enjoy, to leave it? Nah. Maybe when we're retired, absolutely, but we're still working, so our vacations, you know, we have to work within our four weeks a year, and I want to be home and enjoying my half acre property and my decks and my friends during those four months. So I don't want to be halfway across the world. So we, we, we put all these little, you know, criterias and thoughts and sometimes limitations into our little bucket and said, okay, these are the changes we're going to make. So do you do these things? Cause this is why I'm talking about my vacation besides just sharing, you know, what happened to me. Uh, I don't want you to be hanging on to limiting beliefs. Just because you've always done it that way, quote unquote, be open, see the possibilities in everything in your life, including something as trivial as a vacation. Is this working for you? I put a lot of things in place and I take notes, people. I have a, a on my iPad and up to the cloud, I have everything's linked for me with my iPhone, my smartphone. I make notes when I go and remind myself, you know, the funny part was I had a couple notes from last year that this year I couldn't remember what I was telling myself, didn't pack what I was supposed to. And it was like, oh, as soon as I got, you know, two days into the vacation. And now I know what that note meant. So I need a little clarification when leaving myself notes. But the bottom line is this is about enjoying your experiences, focusing on the positive and really ensuring that the high functioning habits that you're bringing into your life are creating a life that you want and that you will have, um, oops, sorry, my dinger's going off, uh, less regret about. So with that in mind, <clears throat> sorry, I have really talked a lot about the last few months about some of putting some habits in, in place in my life. I was able to really keep true to a number of things on the boat. For starters, my eating. Definitely, I mean, granted, you're always going to gain a couple of pounds, but my eating was regular and scheduled. I enjoyed the things I enjoyed. I'm a way more active on the boat because of the walking, which I, you know, don't do at home all the time. Uh, getting around the boat and I'm snorkeling, I'm in the water, I'm swimming, I'm going on shore. Lot more activity than I do at home. So that right away is compensating for that creme brulee I ate pretty much every night. But breakfast, you know, I go in, I have what my body needs. I have my you know, wonderful salad and proteins at lunch and I sit down to this wonderful dinner. I left out the bread products this year. Now I'm celiac, uh, so that was really easy for me to do, but normally I get all the gluten-free breads at lunch and bring them to the dining room or I request them. I just said, let's not do that this year. Oh, that made such a difference to my digestion, to my how I was feeling. You know, by day five, a couple of our friends, um, especially my girlfriend's husband, she's, he's like, my shirt is skin tight. I feel disgusting. But they're emptying the bread basket before dinner every night. It's like, don't do that. So these little things that I've worked really hard of really saying, it isn't just what I do in my day-to-day -day life, but what you do day-to-day, -day, you should be doing always. Now, I understand the concept of cheat days. I'm a big believer in them. Some people aren't. I am. But I want to be healthy and consistent as possible in every area of my life. So that was a really good change. The drinking was, was controllable. 
um, really stuck. I had to just leave hard stuff alone. It's been, not been agreeing with me the last few months. I had no problem doing that. Uh, champagne and, and wine was working fine. Love the mimosas down in the $2 mimosas in the casino on, on uh, C days. Great fun. I don't do a drink package. I don't justify it. Um, so yeah, it was just those types of things. And my husband let me bring a third suitcase. He just said, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you. Just pack what you want. So yes, I packed a couple too many dresses, but everything else wasn't too bad. But he let me pack my portable yoga mat and my, you know, balls for my back and my roller, things that I need to kind of keep my muscles and fascia of my muscles limber and mobile. Every morning did these things and they really, truly made my experience that much better. I was just more mobile in less pain. Um, you know, lacking, eating better, not as much alcohol. These things all made for a better cruise, a better vacation, an overall better experience. If I wanted the pina colada by the, by the ocean, I had one. I didn't have eight. Okay. So yeah, really, really wanted to just share that with you that these things that I've been working very hard to change my mindset around to say, Hey, these aren't just, these are lifestyle changes because as much as I have a fairly, actually quite a very healthy lifestyle, let's be clear. If, if you ask the average person that knows me, they'd say, yeah, a bit of a health freak. There are still things that I'm weak about and there are still things that I am struggling with. I have a husband that drinks quite heavily, so not drinking around him sometimes can be very difficult for me. And I'm trying to find my way of, of keeping us all balanced. And it's working. And this cruise, when I'm out of my regular environment where I figure like this is where temptation's at its highest, went fabulously. So please, I talk about it in my book. There is hope we do not throw in throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, you you regress, you or you have you slip, you just get back on the horse the next day. That's all. There's no such thing as perfection. Just do your best and focus on what's positive, but also focus on are you doing what you want to be doing? Now this came up in my coaching yesterday. So here's a this might seem just a little out of left field. But one of the things my coach said yesterday, and I thought it was very interesting because I've been working very hard on this lately. The more you try and change the past, the more the past pushes back. What I truly believe this means is back to the, the attitude of it's your past. Quit living in it. Accept it. Take the lessons and move on. I've worked very hard this past four to six months on this with my family, my mom, my own life, my marriage. Just a lot of areas of my life. And I tell you, it's creating some great harmony for me. And just accepting that, you know what? Maybe they were mistakes or maybe we just all have to believe that what happened happened for a reason. Take the lesson. Even if the lesson is don't ever do that again. That's a lesson. Learn it. So we're either succeeding or we're learning. And I've really, really been putting that into practice. And mentally, it's part of my mental focus in the mornings when I'm doing my meditation. It's part of my gratitude journal. It has been making a huge difference for me. I came back to a client needing something that I did not expect them to need two or three days of my time. I, they, I was, wasn't budgeted for it. I come back sick. And then I came back as well to losing a whole workday to taking my parents to the hospital. They had been in emergency the night before with my sister. My father had a, a blockage and um, I had to take them in for an ultrasound and follow up the next day, which was yesterday. I was not prepared to lose that workday. And so at the time I'm thinking, now, yeah, am I going to freak out about this? One of the things that my coach said to me yesterday is, you know, there's time for everything. 
you're doing what you need to be doing. We talked about the fact that some of my focus needs to change now because my bookkeeping, I'm winding this down to just being a very part-time thing and focusing more on my public speaking and coaching business now. And this is another transition. Um, but one of the things that I do is I schedule everything because of my memory limitations and just, you know, I need to know where I am in the day. I, I'm a little bit of a control freak anyways. But he's been really urging me to make the list of the things that need to be do, done, fine, but quit slotting them in everywhere. Just get up in the morning, know that you have the time to do what needs to get done. And that, you could argue with that. I can argue with that for crying out loud. But when you've already spent, like I have the past couple of years, um, removing the unnecessary and saying no, learning, it's still a journey, this to, uh, train of thought becomes easier and easier not only to do but to accept, okay? So that really came forefront two hours literally after our coaching session when I get the call from my sister, I need you to take mom and dad to the hospital today, I, I just literally can't today. Um, okay, what, there was there was nothing to do about this, and it was a, it was a good day. I don't know if you know we got dad there. We knew it was going to be a fight, but he followed me. He did as I asked. You know, I didn't tell him where we were going. My mom doesn't even remember being in emergency the night before because she is her memory is going plus the stress of looking after him, which is needs to come to an end pretty soon. Here, we've got to make some family choices is uh, stressing her out to, uh, with no sleep and stress that her memory's even worse, which means now my dad's not getting his medication all the time. He's not being cared for. Like she thinks she's the caregiver, but her issues now are preventing him from her from caring for him. We, this is all coming to a head very quickly in our family. And so the day was actually wonderful. I was able to be a daughter to them uh, with love and affection, help the staff, deal with what need to be dealt with, had a bite to eat, brought them all home. My dad is confused, doesn't know where he is, thinks he's living in California right now at their vacation property, doesn't know why we're at the hospital. My mom doesn't know why we were at the hospital, even after we've been there. So there were some things I really had to face as a daughter, but there was also just that joy of saying I was able to you know, help them. And for some reason, I keep my dad fairly calm. As much as I and the family was definitely the hyper anxiety driven person when I was younger, that's not my role in the family any longer. I am actually quite calm and uh, do not let all that kind of stress me out. My dad's repeating the same question 13 times does not frustrate me. I do not snap at him. There's just been some changes in my life as, as I've gotten older. So it's a, it's a wonderful place to be in now that they need me to be calm and they're in crisis you know, that's where I've gotten to in my life. And that is a great gift that I can give them. And that what we can do for others. That's really what it's all about. So there's some things to think about. Um, I just wanted to share my vacation with you. Some of my little epiphanies wanted to get you thinking about, you know, how you're dealing with things in your life. And uh, I will be back soon. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. 
This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.